Hey, what's up? This is Quill. What's up, everybody? This is Langus Wolf. Hey, this is Noodles. What's up? My name is Quentin, and you're listening to the Anti-Social Social Tour Podcast. Hello, who are you, and what do you do? I'm Megan Cologne, and I'm an entrepreneur. Let's get into it. I used to be anti-social. That was the old me. But now I'm feeling social. And I think we should meet. I used to be a local. Young in the right in the streets. But now I'm trying to be a mogul. Before I D.I.E. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, what's up, world? It's Brandon Avery, and I'm here today with a great person, Megan Cologne. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a day. Yeah, <laughs> Starting it off started crazy. off a little crazy. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, so, so tell me about yourself. Finally, first of all, thank you for even coming. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of this course. is like, this is, this is good. Yeah. We got the, I, other, we got the other half, and we'll learn about that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little about me. I, um... Let's say I was uh, late to launch. Uh, okay. I am a serial entrepreneur, and that didn't happen until I was in, like, my mid-30s. Wow, really? So I've been doing it, like, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's, it's good progress, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good progress in a short amount of time. Um, so now I'm just basically, like, trying to bring that to, you know, primarily 20-somethings, or, yeah. you know, sometimes you get the case of, like, a teenager even, that has a dream of being an entrepreneur, yeah. and I just want to help get them there faster. I love that. Um, now you said serial entrepreneur. That means that means like I in, in my mind it would mean like just kind of doing a bunch of things, right? Yes. To keep doing and keep trying it out, but so trying to do all of them well. <laughs> yeah, agree. Um, what was your first uh, journey in entrepreneurial world? So my first journey was I had met Quill from Good Guy. Okay. Um, he had a pop up shop in the store I was working at, and he had this dream that he wanted to open a store. And I said, let's do it. Wow. So, yeah. So, like we, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we partnered up. Um, we opened a pop-up shop for like 90 days. That was the first store that he had. And I got like a taste of it for, I mean, we were still in the setup stages. Yeah. And we didn't even open. And my boss, who I worked for at the archive for 15, 16 years, approaches me. And he's like, I want to sell you the uniform business. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's like feast or famine out here. Yeah. Like, okay, great. I'll take it. Let's, That's good, let's actually. Do it. Yeah. Of being stuck somewhere and um, not owning anything for the rest of your life. Right, yeah. right. Um, so you said you started it in like your mid-30s. So what was the, the that big gap? What were you doing? Like, what was Megan doing with her life for yeah. that entire time? So I was a, I dragged my education out. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, it took me from, I started school. Well, I'll go back. Let's start. (laughs) All right. So in high school, I like I made it all the way to high school, like pretty well behaved. Yeah. When I got to high school, I was like a frequent skipper. I just couldn't make it through. And when I got to 12th grade, like the principal was like, listen, he's like, you don't have enough credits. He was like, you're so smart. He's like, I'll make a deal with you. Yeah. He said, take the GED, but you're only 17. He's like, you can't get your paperwork. Mm -hmm. He's like, I will sign you into LTRIC myself if you get your GED. So I started college a half year sooner than I would have graduated high school. Nice. But then I dragged it till I was like 34. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, and just based off of this little quick little story, mm-hmm. I would say it's because you are an entrepreneur. 
you know, I, like myself, I don't like the idea of school. I think if it was free to, right. next, to the bachelor's at least, mm-hmm. it would make sense. I, I look at it as a business yeah. <laughs> and I don't like the business that they do. Right. Um, and I also know that I didn't want to work for no one. I didn't want to follow that, that normal uh, path that society has to take, go to school, get a job, get married and do that for the rest of right. your life. And hopefully you retire and nothing aches, you know? I thought that was what I wanted probably for a while, but I was like running in circles. I don't, I don't know what I was doing for a couple years. I was like a wild late teenager there. Yeah. Um, then I had my son. Um, so when I had him, then it was like, all right, I just need to figure out something. And I had moved to Virginia, had him out there. I came back. And when we came back, the first thing I could find, like New York urban was still relatively new. And I always shopped there before I had moved away. Yeah. I was like, let me go see if they'll hire me quick. So I started there in 2003, and I stayed there till 2018. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And that and that gave you all of those tools throughout these years to be where you are now. Yeah. I started as a salesperson, um, and then he took me along to do, like, hit, like, the buying for the store. Yeah. Then he gave me the responsibility of buying, you know, men's, women's, kids for the entire store. Wow. And from there, like, the responsibilities just kept going, like, learning how to deal with the employees. And it was, like, implementing everything that I was learning in school yeah. in real time. Yeah. So That's a gym because a lot of bosses won't teach you the, the oh, gyms to, to run a business. So that's actually good that, they, that he uh, seen something in you. Yeah, shout out Santo Napoli. Yeah, because that, <laughs> that's, like, that's a rarity, especially to even passing it down and go, you know, you've you taken care of it. So, look, I want to sell it over to you. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when they said that? Um, when he's I, – I, I'm not a crier and I started crying. (laughs) Yeah. I just like couldn't contain it because it was like, that was like a dream for me. So anybody who's in retail knows like we go through these huge ups and huge downs. Right. So we were definitely at a down point in that business. And like he was having a tough time giving us hours. I mean, rightfully so. The only thing that was doing well was like school uniforms. Yeah. Um, And I know he, he had his own things. He was, he's into other things, real estate, whatever. He didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So it was like, let's just sever the part that I don't want to do so I can move on with what I do want to do. And, you know, it opened a door for me. That's wild. That yeah. is amazing. Um, so speaking of hardships, like have you, I'm sure we all have, if there's something that stuck out that made you stronger today that you thought you wasn't going to get past maybe in the past? Well, yeah. Um, so in those wild teenage years, um, I had gotten into some trouble making bad decisions, following other people. Uh, so I had a little scar on my record there. Yeah. And that was kind of what left me spinning for a while or spiraling because I had this, I had started school with good intentions yeah. and then it's like, well, all right, well, even if I get this education, like nobody's going to hire me. Nobody yeah. wants to hire me with mm-hmm. this on my record. So I didn't know what to do. And then like, that was like when I found my home, like I had other jobs like waitressing in between or you know, other little jobs like that. But once I landed, it was like, I love fashion. I love the excitement, like going to New York every week, whatever. Anyway, I didn't think I was going to get past that, but where there's a will, there's a way. So, and obviously the funny thing is I didn't want to be an entrepreneur (laughs) and that ended up being the best option the for universe me. Has, it's the thing, you know, um, this helped, this helps me out a lot too. And I mean, it may sound cliche when we, when things, you know, they say what one door closes to big, bigger one opens yeah. or whatever. And when I was younger, when they would say things like that, I'm like, whatever, like, shut up. Like, <laughs> you know, until you're actually witnessing it happens over and over when there's constant uh, trials and tribulations and you're like, damn it, what, I'm something else again. Mm-hmm. And then you get through and it's like, oh, this is better, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's like you said, you didn't want to be an entrepreneur, 
but the record and and just the way their life took you was like, no, this is what you're set to be. Right. Because you're great at it and you've been doing I thought you've been doing it for a very long time to be honest. So oh, just wow. knowing that it was just, you know, what you just said 30 seconds, <laughs> right? <laughs> um that's crazy. And that's crazy inspiring because you um is we think of uh when we talk to the young people and like you said, you want to look for uh, some, someone that's young to be to be inspired to want to do this so you can help them guide them and to the way. We look at the time portion of society makes it seem like you have to do certain things in certain times right. or you can't do it. Right. I'm glad that I don't adapt that feature because it makes me more at ease. I know what I want for the future and it helps. So when you when you when you think of these things, you said you started this in your mid thirties. That is amazing mm-hmm. because I thought you were doing this for a very long time. So. Uh, kudos to you for that. Thank you. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes from the way, like the freedom that I had to operate the, at the archive, like yeah. as the manager, like the general manager and just overseeing everything. Um, I always had that like big sister slash mom mentality while yeah. I was there. And then I kind of adapted that into, you know, being a manager. I went on to get my bachelor's while I was there. So like, I just yeah. kept like elevating my life, learning more. And I mean, it worked, but And again, it's not just about work, but like one of my big things to young people, and it's not a knock to people who have had children young, but it's like, especially for girls, that's always something that can hold you back. Not that it will, not that it has Mm -hmm. to, but it can, especially if you don't have like the right support system around you. So it's like, don't do that to keep that guy. Like that could happen later. It it could happen later. So there's, I know there's like a lot of pressure again with schooling, jobs, you know, the order, like you said, that you're yeah. supposed to do life in and you can do it in whatever order you want to do it in. You know, I appreciate um, you saying what you just said, because it, it is true. Like, you know, I, I truly believe me and my mom have a conversation all the time about mm-hmm. like there should be some type of law put in place for, you know, and this is real shit that there are some girls that will have babies to try to keep a man or try yes. to obtain some type of thing. And I think there's and it kind of forces men boys <laughs> to become men or force them to become fathers and those who run off because they're afraid mm-hmm. they're uh, um, uh, zoned as a deadbeat yeah. right and that's not fair and then now you brought a child into this world who is un- it's unfair to that you guys didn't have to try to figure this out right which is making it harder for yourself probably the dad and the child so i'm exactly glad hearing that from um someone like you i um i actually what I what I've witnessed is like, and I, I say this story and it's a little bit uh, whatever, but <laughs> I took I took the test. I'll say it like that. I took the test. And as soon as I took the test and that positive sign came up when I when I was pregnant with my son, yeah. I said, this is my child. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to figure it out because yes. I already knew what it was with this dad. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of young people don't do that. And then it's like this. Oh, society's supposed to help me or you're supposed oh. to help me. Or I mean, I could get into it about. Yeah how I view child support, everything. But yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not to go too deep, but it's like, I feel like we don't have a lot of, we don't have generations of men who were raised by men yes. to learn how and to raise children. Whoa, I, I need I need that. Like, that's what I, that's what I need. I'm going to get it. But you know what, Megan, seriously, I literally, I literally have this conversation very often mm-hmm. with my mom with anger. Because as a man, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a good dad. I know these things, but that does not uh, ignore the fact that situations, you right. know, of what we have to do, what we're forced to do. Right. We can use that word because it's forced, you know. Um, I didn't want to be a dad when I became a dad. 
Um, and I know that it takes two to tangle, but also we both have brains and we got to understand, can we afford these things, you know? Um, and I would say that I was forced, you know, yeah. to be a dad. Um, I didn't run off because that's not what I see. But like you just said, we don't have, that is, whoa, we don't have enough generations of men raising men. To sh- that's, that's insane. Yeah. But it's very true. Yeah. Um, because I always tell my, uh, my female friends, my cousins, my family who are single mothers, they have fathers still. Yeah. They have their father's responsibilities because nothing nothing you can do to raise that man. Just like me, I'm, I'm a full-time dad. There's nothing I can do to raise a woman. Right. I can't be a mom. Right. I'm not trying to be a mom because I know that I play the dad role very seriously and I forget stuff all the time. <laughs> Moms are like on point and I'm still, I'm a, I'm a fami, but I'm still just a dad. Like yeah, it is, I know. It's, it's never just the dad. The dad role is very important, especially because yeah. I know you have girls too. Yeah, and that, that's like, that's the first man you fall in love with. Yeah. So. And they're, they're, and it's crazy because they're madly in love with me, which is so funny because it's like, yo, why do you like me so much? bro? <laughs> so You're a cool guy. You know, uh, but it, 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 it um, I, I used to hate when people go because of my child. Mm-hmm. And now I understand. It's like because of my children, I do certain things. You yeah. know, I used to, it was like a lot of ignorance when I was younger. It's like you don't say to do it because you want to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a kid. Yeah, then you have a kid, and it, it, yeah, you're gonna do it regardless. But it also they help you instill some different stuff in you. So oh, that's for sure. That's awesome. Um, but I'm glad you said that. So moving forward. So um, uh, you said you, okay. So that was your what was your first job? If you don't mind, my first job, I was a sweeperette at Thorny Park. Wow, <laughs> I was fourteen. They didn't call me till the end of the summer, and yeah, it was blazing hot. I wore a little yellow jumper, yeah, and just walked around sweeping up. And you were fourteen. I was fourteen. I'm going to do a poll. My first job was when I was fourteen. Oh and yeah, I've been working since then. Yeah, I think that because we it's the it's the I like to call it the art of the hustle. Uh, right, like we 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 got to go get it, uh-huh. you know, and we just got to keep and it's it's it's. It's, I don't know. The obstacles are fun. Not the time. If it's like, if it's like two, I can do two at a time. Uh-huh. More than two at one time, I'm losing my mind. You'll see me being crazy. Like, Brandon, what's going on? I'm like, this is too much, too much, too much right now, you know? Um, but that, but that's dope. So, um, you, you had that job and, uh, what, where, where'd you go from there when you were 14, right? So it was 14. Yeah. That summer, I, it was just like, you know, when the summer was over, you said it would be you. Um, yeah, I told you. <laughs> all, all, the, all the time. And it's on do not serve. This means my kid is calling me back oh, to back. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so the that job ended. I went back to school. But then the next year when I went back to Dorney Park, then I decided I wanted to keep a job during the school year, too. Yeah. So I started at... Um, inside of Sears in the Whitehall Mall, there was like an engraving place or something. Mm-hmm. And I worked, I had like the coolest boss and like, she always would want to leave. I was only 15 now. She always wanted to leave with her boyfriend yeah. on a motor, on his motorcycle. So <laughs> she'll be like, take my car. And I was like, yes. Really? Yes. So I would be out. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's, it's safe to say that you, you're, you're a solid person because you've gained trust over and over in these businesses. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that's something that's that's good to say about you. Um, so uh, let's move forward now. So we let's move forward to now uh, where you are now with Entrepreneur Architect. Tell us about it. Uh, I know you get access a thousand times. What is it? So let's give this an opportunity to break that down. All right. So Entrepreneur Architect, I'm going to kind of give you like the how I got here. Yes. Like idea wise right so when I have partnered with Quill you know I had made a comment to him that it was like all right if I would have met you and I've been like wow Brandon's like so technical and he he knows how to do audio and video and you know and then Quill has his clothes and all the other people that have talents right girls do lashes makeup I'm like I don't have a talent and he's like this is your talent yes it's like you're a manager you manage things you organize you keep them together and I was like well, that's cool, but all right. I yeah. don't know how that applies, right? So I, I start 
doing my thing with him. We opened the uniform store and then COVID hits. Yeah. And we're like doing brunch at his friend's house. And we're just talking about everything, like about just life and businesses. And his friend has, you know, I've met him a few times and he's listening to me talk. Shout out, Will. And he's like, you, you should be a consultant. You should start a consulting business. And I was like, what, what's that? Like, nobody's going to listen yeah. to me. Are you joking? Whatever. And like, you know, I gave it like, I probably sat on it for like another 30 to 60 days. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm tired of waiting for the uniforms. Yeah. That's what triggered me was that they <laughs> decided to start school without the uniforms again. And I was like, I'm not waiting anymore. I need to do something. Yeah. Like, so I was like, all right, let's just try it and see what happens. So entrepreneur architect, right? I've taken all the skills that I've learned through my lifetime from my two degrees from school and I'm applying them to other people's business. So from startup of if they need paperwork to get the business started, you know, your LLC, your EIN, all that. If they need help finding a location, um, strategizing, uh, somebody, somebody right now, like they want help with like setting up their Google bio, like anything you need to get your business, you know, elevated or seen, or I, I mean, I'm not like the master guru of social media marketing, but I can help you put an ad together. Yes. It's just very, uh, um, customized to what the needs are and what stage you're at in your business. I love that. Yeah. Thanks. I love that. It really, and it, you know, it's funny that you say that because we, we walk around with a lot of talents that, that make us money that we don't even know that we have. Right. Um, and consultant is one of them. Mm -hmm. I consider myself always being a consultant. Mm -hmm. Every time my phone rings nowadays when it's my kids, if it's not my kids, someone's asking me a question mm -hmm. and because I'm very helpful and talkative. I've done this. I've done consulting for years right. with Without knowing no it money. Uh -huh. And I'm telling you, and, and, and I would have friends go, you know, you need to start. I'm like, no, it's like, it's, I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm right. this, this is my friend. Like right. I know this person. It's cool. And then again, you know, when, when, when I, when we're sitting on a brain, it hit me and I'm like, why the fuck am I not? <laughs> right. This? Like, this is, it, I, I'm taking all this time to learn this stuff and I can tell someone how to do it a certain way and also get it to, so they can understand why not just try to help them. So that's super dope. And like you customize it as, as, as well as, cause you know, you've been there and you can say you, you know the obstacles that they may face. So you know what other routes to follow. So I think that's dope. And I've seen you at work and you, <laughs> man, first of all, <laughs> your, your work ethnic is unmatched. And I don't know how many times I've told you so far. I was like, you just need to keep doing that thing because I overly prepare sometimes. And then you're like, you just make the job easy. Working with, working with Megan has made my life very easy because she done things that I'm like, well, how do you even, how do you even know to do that? Because I'm used to clients, uh, in, in a good way, being very ignorant to a lot of things, you know? And it's like, you got someone that's like, you put it together like this, like even just, just the email, just the email structure is crazy. So I, that's I awesome. appreciate that because it, I know, yeah, sometimes it's frustrating. But one of the things that I've learned is like, we take common sense for granted. Yes. So sometimes I'll do the same thing. I don't want to say overly prepare, but like, I'll try to really dumb things down to minimize, you know, the amount that somebody could mess something up, I guess. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. always work, but I'm it, thankful for you. Yeah. <laughs> and likewise as well. Like it's the thing, each one teach one. And it, I, I'm actually really um, glad that businesses, small businesses has been connecting the way they have. Oh, absolutely. I've never seen nothing like what's been going on. I'm talking about sharing posts, buying things from one another mm -hmm. and just, and just being invited to information. Like, and I've always been an entrepreneur, but I've never owned a physical business. Mm -hmm. I've had a studio, but I didn't, that was just a studio to shoot out of, you know, but having a physical storefront, it was very fearful because 
I never been in this environment. Uh-huh. So when I came here to Easton, I don't know if it's like anywhere else, but Easton has done a really good job with like, it seems like they want your business to succeed. So they have like things on the back and they give emails and stuff and different information is like an information source. I like to call her Kim. Um, she, she knows like everything. So it makes you feel a little bit more secure. And then the other business owner are very, I haven't met one rude one yet. Nice. You know, and mm-hmm. they're like informative. So, I mean, shout out and shout out to Andy for like even pointing me to uh, from second base for pointing me to Kim. And I think that's dope. So I'm, I'm loving the fact that all businesses are collaborating in so many different ways. And it's it's more of like, hey, it's enough for everyone. Yeah. It's I, a I silver wanna, lining to COVID. Definitely. It, yeah. <laughs> so spe- speaking of COVID, how did you guys, I know you briefly touched it on when you were having brunch, but how did you guys like, uh, when it happened, did you believe it? Like, what was the journey for COVID? So COVID, you know, listening to the radio every day at the shop, it's like, oh, okay, COVID, COVID. Yeah, it's in China. It's not my problem. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. So um, all of a sudden, you know, the news pops up one day. We get, I get an email alert or a text, whatever, like Allentown School District shutting down for two days to do a thorough cleaning. Yeah. My heart sunk. And I was like, this is it, right? So I'm thinking it might be like a month, but that still hurts. Yeah. I, now to paint the picture, it's like in school uniforms, you have one huge time which is the six weeks before school starts. And then you have another bright spot right around income tax return time. Everybody wants to refresh their wardrobes for spring. The kids are growing. Mm -hmm. So I had just stocked up all my inventory for this income tax return time, right? Oh, my god! It's like starting to hit. Like I'm having better days. And so I have all these invoices that are due in like 15, 30 days. And boom, store shuts down, right? So now the, the two days becomes a week, becomes two weeks, becomes, still hasn't opened. Yeah. So I, um, I tried to hang on to it as long as I can. My landlord, Peter, was very helpful with, you know, he, he gave me a break during those summer months when yeah. mortgage companies were giving a break. But uh, I, I, I wasn't going to keep paying rent yeah. with no vision of when we Man. were going to have uniforms again. So... I was afraid. Um, in the beginning, I thought it was a, like, I'm like, it's, again, a month. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I don't watch TV. I don't got time for that bad news. I don't care. Keep it over in China. Right. I actually was in Puerto Rico at the time when it was happening, but mm-hmm. like when it was mild. And towards my, my few end days, they were like shutting the island down. And oh, I'm like, what snap. is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, we, I'm like, okay, it's time to get out of here. So I actually, because it was COVID, instead of flying back to Philly, we flew to uh, Fort Lauderdale. And rented a car and drove back because I'm like, if everything's gonna be shut down, I might as well just stay. I'm a, we might as right. well take this slow road. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we, I get back and again, still in disbelief. I'm like, oh, whatever, it's gonna be, a, you know. But everything is like shut and down. I'm like, all right, I have a unique business. Yeah, I don't have a food. I don't have liquor. I don't even like. We sell merch, but that's not really. That's not a clothing line. That's right. just merch. It's just something that you know for the supporters to get. So my business is very unique. So then we had to shut, I shut everything down. I just stopped everything. And I was like, okay, this will be over in a couple months. And a couple months has passed. And I'm like, oh, shit, bro. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad I was able to, I, again, you know, take the hit. I just took the hit because as an entrepreneur, uh, for all the entrepreneurs out there, when you have, this probably has been the hardest time, I would say. But when you face obstacles, keep pushing because you'll get through them. Trust me, you will. And this is a I'm, I will say I'm a testament. Thank God to my, my, my clients on the back end of stuff that people that don't know what I do. Those clients actually save the day. So clients like you, you guys save the day because seriously, you guys save the day because it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm like, oh, my God, the world is changing. It, oh, you know, yeah. um, and then it just started to turn around a, a little bit better. And um, but then we survived and I'm like, OK, we made it to November. 
all right, let's make it to January now. Mm-hmm. Now we're like, let's make it to September again. Because yep. remember, we're opening right now, but is it, it's not normal normal. It's, no, you know? it's still not normal. And um, yeah, you, that's funny. You did ask me like, what was something that I thought I wasn't going to get past? COVID would definitely be the number two to that. Like now looking in like a, a smaller lens, I would yeah. think that what happened when I was a teenager was like, I thought I, it, it affected the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, COVID was one that like, I, like many people, I, I was depressed. Yeah. So for my business, it was like, okay, I was among the first to shut down and I did shut down voluntarily, but it's because as, that was a smart move. schools closed, what am I open for? Nobody's coming to buy uniforms. Yeah. So I closed it voluntarily, then everybody got shut down. So then I went through like a feeling of, okay, well, we're all in this together. Well, then people started opening back up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm still the one that has no purpose. Like, but also it's the, it's the business, you know, like, again, why would you keep us throw open in school? We don't know when school is going to come back. You know, we say, is the thing, I think we're being forced September, but is this thing really fixed? You know, I'm, uh, I'm sure we make it. We may get to we make talk, it to November. I just talked to somebody yesterday, not to get to you know, <laughs> but um, she, she says she she works in a doctor's office and mm-hmm. she's like they can't give the vaccines away. I'm like, oh. what do you mean? Like people don't want to come get them. Yeah, no, because it's a lot. You know, I mean, hey, my personal reason for the vaccine, I don't put anything in my body, so mm-hmm. that's like that's my that's my cop yeah, out. I'm not like I'm a not, flu shot. Person I don't really, and I don't yeah. do none of that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, the only reason why I give my kids vaccine because we're forced to, right. and I, I believe this is where the money gap comes in at because I believe if you had a certain amount of money, you can be like, well, if I have private, I'll have my kid homeschooled, you know? Right. Um, but I don't like that either. Like I'm a natural person. If I have headaches, I'm not. I'm just gonna let it ride out. So that's my reason. But also, it's just like a, again, they can't they can't give them away. But I I talked to a doctor. There's a therapist that does her podcast here. Um, shout out to uh, interview with therapist. And was it her? She yeah. She told me a story about one time someone that they put a negative. Uh, they just put an empty one and sent it in with no one no swab and it came back positive. But they didn't even swab it. They did one swab and one, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. take 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 that how you will. Yeah, you guys are fooling um, around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that, you know, I think I think when it first happened, I thought it was a big uh, uh, quality control. Mm-hmm. And this is my little own rules conspiracy theory, that small businesses were thriving so much that we did not need the big people. Because mm-hmm. remember, think about it like this. Uh, we'll use Nina Marcus. They have enough capital to close a store. Like when we were, then the news scares everyone, right? It's right. It's to, it's to, it was to scare this. This is just my my opinion, guys. It was to scare the small businesses, right? I first read, first article I read was the average business closed within forty five days. That that's the one that scared the shit out of me. I'm uh-huh. like, whoa, what do you mean? I'm I'm what? And then I saw bo- some some businesses that were boarded up, and I'm like, oh no, nah, if they can't make it, these mm-hmm. I know these guys are making a killing here because yeah. I don't, you know, I'm just I'm a unique type of business, yeah. you know, and we need to tour to make money. We don't tour, like you know, so I'm like, oh, this is crazy. I'm just trying to like take it in, but like with with good hope. But I'm not gonna lie, I was shaking it inside. Um, so they said the average business closed at at. at at 45 days, and I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. Like, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget my point. It went out. <laughs> you were talking about Nima Marcus. Okay. They Nima, they, yeah. Thank you. You're great. Listen to that. You caught my attention with that. <laughs> uh, right? Nima Marcus. And I said, I'm like, yo, they have enough assets and a capital to close for five years. They have to. Mm-hmm. And open up the same spot. Again, right. and put everything. They can do that. Small businesses, we can't. We can't right. afford a year of, of nothing. Right. We, how will we get back on our toes? So I think it was quality control because, again, 
when it, when it came to necessities, uh, necessity uh, essentials, um, why? What I felt, I felt that only Shoprite should have been open, like grocery stores mm-hmm. and real pharmacists, not Walmart, not Target, not Amazon, because it just makes us. It made us feel low. We made this guy over three trillion dollars mm. in like three mo- in the first quarter. Right. That's insane, and it, it, I don't think it should have been deemed essential. You know, um, but that that was my take on it, and then. They, the quality control came out, and there were some people that closed. A lot of businesses closed, which is unfortunate. Um, I hope they're able to get back on their toes. But um, for the survivors, I mean, we got to give each other a pat on the back because that, it was not easy. And um, even when it came to funding, um, uh, I'll be honest, we had a thousand dollars because all of, it was so much going around. Like I'm, uh, I'm a minority, so mm-hmm. I do, <laughs> and this is I do a lot of things based on the color of my skin. I'm not even gonna lie, it's. I'm actually getting upset these days with it mm-hmm. because it's been like doing a little stupid choices. Like, why didn't you do that? So let's do the first year when all this funding was around. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not getting nothing. I'm not getting nothing. I don't want nothing. I'm good because I didn't, I didn't know it was too much. And then again, I, I didn't have no one like you. Mm. That's uh-huh. you know, Seriously, yeah. seriously. You don't have no one like you. And this is why honestly, entrepreneur architect is a great thing because you, you are the business. You know, you're not someone who came in and made a business and now you're just taking everyone's money. You know, you know it. You, you're the mm-hmm. business. You've got the, the years in it. So that's someone you can trust. And it's like, yo, I've been there. I've done that. We should do it this way. I've heard you on the phone getting some shit done while we were getting shit done. Um, so like, that, that should be like my, on my business card. Serious, get <laughs> getting it, getting shit, shit done, done while we're getting shit done. Yeah. And, and it's like, you got to, you pay attention to things like that. Maybe you don't see it because you're doing this every day. Mm-hmm. But on the outside looking at it, I'm like, wow, she really, she really is about it. My, like even, my business coach said that to me. She was like, she was like, some of the stuff that you give people is so like big to them, yeah. but it's so normal or little to you that you don't even notice it. Yeah. Shout out Bree Bradley. Seriously. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I, I, I witness it all the time. Even after our, after our meetings, I get email and I was like, yo, where can we find like 10 of you? You know? So shout out to that. Seriously. Um, yeah. So what are any, what are your, what are your future goals for entrepreneur architect? What, how, how, what do you want to take it? Oh, so what I've, what I've learned is that I really love this. And, um, as I just keep making connections with people, like it's, it's limitless. So, but I also don't want to give up on the other businesses that I started. Like I obviously have a passion for a good guy, good girl. Um, so that's something that can continue operating. And I'm just a piece of that. Whereas like with the uniforms, I, that's mine too. Um, but that's where I'm really looking to, you know, kind of grow. I I have a young lady right now who she has her own, you know, thing that she wants to do. So I don't want to hold her or tie her to my business. But while I'm, I don't want to say I'm grooming her because she knows what she wants. Yeah. But while we're getting her to the level she needs to be and she's figuring out. Being a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. um, You you can run this business and uh, she can run the uniform business. And as long as I can keep finding you know, people like that yes. to work with, um, keep that business going. But for entrepreneur architect, maybe one day I'll have a staff for that too. I have yeah. now it would just be one day you will have a staff for that too. Yes. One day. And, uh, I just have to figure out how I can, uh, delegate people's work to something that requires my brain, I guess. Hey. Yeah. Where'd you come? Where did you come from? <laughs> Megan? I say the same thing all the time because the, I think is when you're passionate about your business, mm-hmm. it's your baby. Yeah. You know, I don't enjoy, I do a lot of things. We all know this for each client I have is always, Brennan's doing one of these million things that they think is amazing, but they don't be, they don't understand the others. If I do that, not with, not with them, mm-hmm. they think this is amazing. I don't think it's amazing. It's I'm at the age where 
I want a staff to de- de- delegate the staff to do it, but do it as I would do it. Right. So exactly what you just said. And it's like, damn, how as a small business, mm-hmm. very small one, um, how do you do that? And that's the journey I'm on now because it's, it's constantly frustrating because it's like we as we grow, our lives get bigger and then things are in there. And it's great that we're, we're managing our business. So that's a, a really good thing. But it's like now how can we take it to the next step? You know, so that's that's amazing. I really I, I, I'm, I'm with you. On, I'm on board with that as well. Yeah. Trying to. So when you find out, <laughs> when you find <laughs> out, please let me know, because it is like it is. It's a leap that you want to take you. I want to have a full staff of people that I can point to. I have a few a few pointers. I can, you know, a few team members that I can delegate things to. But I need like the, the back end stuff, not the, the stuff on Instagram that looks cool and fun. Right. I need the back end work like that's stuff that I'd be in here pulling my hair out. Um, but speaking of uh, Instagram and good girl, uh, you jumped into TikTok. Yeah. Right? Well, so, so oh, oh, TikToks and reels, right? <laughs> yeah. How was that experience? Um, that experience was cool because you were holding my hand through it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say on Entrepreneur Architect, like, I have an actual post that's like, I'm not going to TikTok, guys. And yeah. I won't for Entrepreneur Architect unless he finds a way to make it relevant. Oh, I got um, a way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, that he, you, you know, this is, so sh- this is plugging you. Um, you are great at finding content or idea coming up with ideas that are relevant to our brands and just making it come to life so it it was like something you know my comfort level with the camera is like zero so that was just the easy tiktok to promote the brand that i didn't have to do much and it was dope yeah it was was, was yeah people loved it and your set if you guys don't know that's that's her all day set like that's her office office. it's dope we just moved a few things around and people people were like messaging me like did you build that set i'm like (laughs) no not really like i assisted but this stuff is here so that's like you know that stuff people pay a lot of money for so that's dope um so okay so now back back i got one more uh a a few more things so now speaking of entrepreneur architect you i know you you and a a few other women have now catered this all women's event coming july you can say it better than i can yes the ladies networking brunch uh jackie rosario and i partnered up she has the lady leadership lab um a, a lot of people know her for doing makeup um so we partnered up because she had this vision last year she had a book club so I joined her book club and she approached me like on week three she's like I want I want you to do this event with me and then COVID hit and then during COVID you know I'm like keeping in touch with her thinking all right if it ends soon enough we could still do the event or at that point it was really her event yes and I was just going to be a part of it um, and then she got pregnant and I'm like reaching out to her and she was one that I, it was like, I saw so much like potential and drive in her. I was like, hope this baby doesn't slow her up. And yeah. I told her that. Um, so fast forward now she comes back around. She's like, Hey, I want to talk to you. She wants to do the event with me now. So we partnered up, we got the beautiful space at the Renaissance and we just want to showcase a bunch of women entrepreneurs, uh, and just have people come support their business. People, I think, have a misconception that you have to be an entrepreneur to attend. We have vendors, we have networkers, we have people that want to talk to you about their business, have you book their services, buy their products, but you don't have to be an entrepreneur to go. Like, you, you can just come support, have a good time, have a mimosa, eat brunch, it's a good event. That's dope. And I know a little bit more a little little bit more about it now. So let me ask you a question for the people who may want to know. Is it only women avowed? It's only it, yeah, it's a only women's event. Gotcha. Um the page on Instagram for more information is lady underscore leadership underscore events. Look at that memory. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch of pages, so <laughs> I have to remember. That's crazy. Me too. Um, okay, so that's dope. So it's like more like women empowerment too. And I'm telling you, like this is the theme that's been going on all. The, that that's super dope. Um, I can't wait to see the turnout of that as well. Yeah, me um, So what else? Oh, you know what? I had one more question. It was slipping my mind. Um, how do you manage your time? I manage my time. Um, I try to batch my work. So when I'm working a lot, the things that my clients have in common that they need, I try to do those things at the same time so that I uh, don't have to keep repeating the same things over and over throughout the week. I'm using the same systems, websites, whatever. Um, I make sure that I take days for my stuff, whether it be entrepreneur, architect, good girl, I make sure I take a day off for sure, just for like, cause I've, I've gone through mental exhaustion yes. probably every year for the past 10 years, um, just from working seven days a week and not knowing when to shut it off. Um, and making sure I schedule in time with my kids, family, friends. It's a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. But we have that end goal. So it's, it's worth it. And it's funny that, um, cause you, you have to find balance and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm currently, I, I, the thing is hard because when you enjoy working, like I enjoy mm-hmm using the 24 hour clock. Like I am that guy. People go, you need to get, no, you tell me, tell yourself what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. But then uh, life, okay. Your kids, your family is like, all right, I'm not giving no time. Okay. Right. Uh, all right. It was so much easier. My girls were tiny. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, bro, like what you doing? Like right. uh, my uh, Kylie calls me and like, people don't know when to get out of here. It's, it's supposed to be, they don't know Google. And I'm like, don't be rude. You can't, <laughs> like, you, you can't be like that. But you, you have to understand it. Like I need time too. Absolutely. Um, so, so balancing the time is very important. Um, so how do you say, so you say you were dealing with mental exhaustion for 10 years straight. Mm-hmm. How do like, whether, what did you do to make that better? I, it was literally realizing that I have to take the day off that even though I'm enjoying it and I am that what you're saying sounds mm-hmm. exactly like me. Like I like what I do. I've been blessed that all the work that I've had to do in the past 18 years has mm-hmm. been something that I love to do. I'm not knowing when to shut it off and yeah. not knowing when to go to my son's soccer game or whatever it was at any given point. Um, that was what was burning me out. So whether you, whether you know you need it or not, like just taking you that break. To. Yeah. You have to take the break. I love the fact that, um, uh, you make me feel great about the future because the steps that you're, I'm currently at some of those steps yeah. and I, and I like it. I, I, I love improvement. I love it. I love even this, the taking a day. Like I had to for, I literally have to force myself. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, to the point, it sounds like I'm like I'm an addict. I'm like, I know I'm, you're, I'm for, you get an email and you're like, oh, yeah. I could be doing like, this. I'm, I'm, for, I'm for Wednesday saying I'm, I'm doing good. You can do this. I'm going to like AA meetings. Like that's how it seems. Cause I'm like patting myself on the back about a day off. Like, are you kidding me? Right. That's right. weird. When you got people that's like, I'll take a day any day. Right. But, but those people are different. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, but yeah, so, okay. That's all I got for the day. And it was great knowing where can we find you on Instagram at entrepreneur underscore architect. And it's been great. I appreciate you, Megan. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks.